Hello, welcome to Wisdom Moment with Prophet Benjamin Fojo. He is a voice called to restore the dignity of humanity, to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit, to reveal the true identity of Christ in us, to raise and build people of absolute dominion, to raise a fearless generation, to bring salvation to the unsafe, revival to the brokenhearted, liberate men from captivity, to reveal the absoluteness of the Holy Ghost, to break the walls of denomination and bring about unity in the body of Christ across the continent. And now, today's message. God is good. Yes. Now, watch me. I don't know how to say this here, but um, how I wish people were consistent on Wednesday services. And even Friday as well. So they know that there is a truth that is giving people the deliverance they really deserve. I don't know if people listen to the things I say. But somebody came on our platform, and for some reason, the person happens to be one of the ministers in Cameroon. The wife came on our platform. Right, yes, I don't call the person's name. Now, the person told me that, man of God, I have learned in two weeks what it took me 40 years to do. He's a minister in Cameroon. Minister. He's picking me up at the airport when I go to Cameroon. Yes, two weeks. I didn't prophesy to the man. He has two doctoral degrees. I was talking and the man was writing my words. And he said, Prof, I don't think you know what the things are telling us. Because we know the impact of the words. You see, let me say this, friends. Every deliverance God will give you will come through his word. You didn't hear me? The miracle you deserve will come through his word. You see, people don't know that there is transformation through understanding. There are things you know and there are things you begin to do and automatically you get transformed. I'm telling you. Oh, God is good. You don't struggle to speak English because you understand English yourself. Does it make sense? I am told you that success is not a destination. It is first an identity. You didn't hear me. There are things you can easily do when you become what you are believing God for. As simple as that. But you see, believers, we lack the understanding of the power that God produces this word. We are so comfortable with the things we know. When the things we know are not giving us anything at all in life. You should study your life as a believer and you look at the progress you're commanding. Because I tell people that the testimony God gives you is also your ministry. You didn't hear me? There are things you will get to understand better in life when God finally affirms those miracles in reality. A wise man said, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. I'm telling you. So believers just don't want to study God's word. They just really want to understand how God will it. So you see, they are mediocre in their own dealings. For centuries, you can't understand why they do certain things. At least... To everything you are not commanding, there is a form of knowledge you don't know about it. And God says, find out. Is it financial breakthrough you want? There is a pattern that is connected to that. Is it long life? God has tied every manifestation to every instruction. As simple as that. But we assume that because we know one principle, that one principle must work for all It does not work like that. So God says, give yourself to continual study. That was the testimony that Paul gave unto Timothy. Give yourself to continual study. I wonder how people are outside and they are benefiting grossly. And those who come 
for years can't understand the weight of the things we teach here. If you are truly a student of this ministry, you don't need three years to suffer. Just one wisdom alone can change you forever. I'm telling you. Am I communicating? The Bible says, and Christ taught the people and the course of teaching, demons began to flee. That demon was called ignorance. Because the first thing that God will confront in a man's life is what you don't know. I'm telling you. Oh, does it make sense, friends? Try and ask your, fam- your friends in, in Boya and Limba and Tico. They'll tell you that my boys are, they are everywhere now. They'll t- ask them. They'll show you. Everywhere now. Everywhere until we had a call today telling me that some schools wants me to advertise their school for them on our conference. Because they're telling me that the billboards we did in Cameroon, we did it in Boya, Limbe, Moteng, and Tigo, it cost us two million CFA to do that. They're like, no one does it around the Southwest region. If that makes sense. Oh, God is good. They're like, we, we don't know he lives in Cameroon or he lives where, but we are extending invitations and some are saying, I'm already going for the program, I'm already going for the conference. And I'm wondering, what is he doing at all as making half impact on the people's heart like that? It takes understanding of God's word. And we don't see that. I can bet you, there are some of you stood here for one year like this. You only open your Bible on Wednesday, on Friday, and on Sunday. Yes. You didn't know that your life is also a chapter. It's a Bible too. That others are reading to know God. The Bible you hold in your hand is Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Paul, Timothy, Samuel. So if these people could live a life without any technology, and they were so precise in their dealings that to date it's proven beyond time that these are accurate men, what can you offer as well? You are busy for nothing. Busy for nothing. Busy for nothing. Busy for nothing. Oh, am I complicated, friends? Oh, praise God. I'm showing you how this works in the spirit. As simple as that. Some will say, man of God, because I have to work the next day, I will not come for Wednesday service. Because I have to wake up early to go to work Thursday. You've been working for more than 10 years now. What have you over? Tell us. No, you see, it is the grace of God that makes men prosper, not your hard work. I'm telling you. You, see, you can't be logical about God's dealings. They are highly spiritual. They are beyond time. Sometimes when believers gather like this in the church and begin to pray, hmm, some people may look spiritual because of the things they get to anticipate. But when life hits them, you begin to understand who they are and where they stand in God. Oh, that's make sense. Are you aware that the moments or the days of adversity tells us a man's full strength? Yes. The Bible says, he that faileth in the day of adversity is indeed weak. How do we raise godly children? It's in the Bible. Oh, did you hear that? How can I have a sustainable marriage? It's in the Bible. How do I have a home that reflects God's kingdom? It is in the Bible. I'll be showing you the second point that makes men live triumphant life. You see, Everything can be doctored by God. Everything. You just don't want to give him the lead control for your life. Praise God. Am I communicating, friends? Yeah. 
It's like basically I see the same kind of people coming to church on Wednesday, on Friday, on Sunday. And you see, you just don't see the very understanding of God's word they have. Some may only have that ambience of spirituality. But they don't know that on daily basis they are only practicing religiosity. They haven't fully been convinced of God yet. Can I teach you? You know, our Wednesday services are called surgical, you know, surgical room, operation room. Yes, we would bring the filth out of you. You know your prophets will not pamper you. We will bring the filth. We will show you the truth in here. There should be something about your life that compels me to see God's glory. Yes, you can enter a place and then the grace of God will be so strong like a perfume. And people will say, nah, there is something about your life. Tell us what's the secret like. It was 2030 when God told me that when you rush to stand behind the pulpit, neglecting that you ought to first stand minister to me. He says, the enemy will give you a microphone to preach to people. So I'm entreating everyone to join us on Wednesdays. Join us on, it's an act of commitment. True or false? If you are married, you dare not cheat on your wife or your husband because you have made a public confession to remain thoroughly committed to him or her. 2020, I was teaching people on Zoom and the Lord told me that the first thing that marriage brings is worship. I was shocked. I'm like, what? Worship? Yes. And God told me that the reverence you give your spouse is the same reverence you give unto God. Because every image that God didn't make you see about him in your single state, in the place of marriage, it gives you a better description of that. Or are you blessed friends? So please, the people should be missing our Wednesday services. Nah. I know a lot of people in the church who are praying for miracles. And I know that miracles are the things I see. I don't hear. A lot are praying. Some are praying to hear a particular prophetic word over a case. Meanwhile, what I'm saying is more than what they want to hear. Praise God. Can I teach you? Okay. So we we'll do two readings today. So please, like I said, number one, we are doing a series dubbed Triumphant Living. So the first thing I mentioned about traveling is faith. What is good? It took me like, I think three weeks in the church, almost a month, to teach faith here. If you're not part of our services, find a way to get the recordings, please. You'll be blessed. The second thing that brings about Triumphant Living is covenant. So I'm going to explain Triumphant Living again and then I will tell you the force of covenant. Are you blessed, family? So I told you before when I started this that whenever we make mention of triumphant living, I am talking about people living a life that is exclusive to God. Whenever we talk about triumphant living, we are talking about people transmitting the life that is only possible in God. Whenever we talk about triumphant living, we are not just talking about people living a life of success because it is possible for a man to succeed in the wrong thing. God's definition for success does not start when you achieve what you desire, but when you find his will. Now, the fundamental reason why God created man was that we will become the clearest explanation of his life as God's people. Studying the book of Deuteronomy 32 verse 9, he says that the lost portion is his people. 
Whenever a man becomes wealthy and a man's about to die, the man has a will he leaves behind, if that makes sense. So God says his will for mankind is that he has made his people his own possession. So truly speaking, there is no relevance to your life as a human being unto all you do to showcase God, if that makes sense. You are not here to live life based on your emotions. You are not here to live life based on your sentiment. I told you before, the idea where people say life is only one, so enjoy their life and then live this world is a foolish statement because the true life that God has given unto men starts after you die. Life does not end on the day of death. Life begins on the day of death. You didn't hear me? If you live here for 70 years, 80 years, 100 years, you have told the Lord all that which you've always wanted to show to him about yourself. Does it make sense? So you see that people can do away with instructions just to fulfill their own pleasure. I told you, anything you receive out of pleasure, you would have to give it out under pressure. Because life does not teach its best through experience. Because the experiences of life, neglecting the state of spirituality, will take and not make you. Somebody said, I am not ashamed of my past. If the past was not a justification of God's covenant, be ashamed of it. So whenever we talk about triumphant living, it is understanding that everything that God is who become. Now, believers don't know that every promises in the scripture can be replicated. You can be the best among the white. It's possible, friends. But you see, people haven't decoded the mystery that ensures that this life can become a possibility. It's a problem for us. So, we read the Bible for reading's sake, but to exploit it in reality, it becomes a burden for us. Check your Bible. It was in strange lands that God honored the patriarchs. The idea where somebody tells you that you came from Africa to live in Europe as a slave is a wrong mentality. Because God can bless you anywhere. The issue isn't about the land. The issue is about the person that God has called forth. I, I keep telling you that if you want to follow God, and you want to follow God with your five senses, you'll be tempted a fool in the eyes of carnal people. Because God's ways does not make sense. They only make results. He needs you to have it as a settled reality that God can be expressed through a man. Yes. Praise God. Peter, that was timid and shy, finally won about 3,000 souls to God the very day the Holy Ghost came upon his life. At, at several occasions, the Pharisees asked Jesus Christ, who are you? Because you make mention of the Father. We can't know the Father. And he said, if you want to know the Father, look at the things I do. Once you have seen the Father, you have seen me. So if you have been created in the image of the Father, and there is a strong difference between your identity and God's personality. It's a proof you are missing somewhere. Because the truest form of explaining God is the things you experience in your own life. Life isn't about miracles. Have it in mind. The idea where people say save money because there are good days and bad days. I told you before that all the laws 
that are applicable to mankind are laws that were created to ensure that people be thwarted in dominion. Because from God's original standard, it was never like that. You didn't hear me. Let me break it down for you, church. I want you to know that uh, God created man not as a human being. He created man as a spirit. You didn't hear me, friends. I want you to know that your true identity is not the flesh that is visible to the eye of the man. It's the spirit that is unseen in you. Now, I want you to know that a human being is tripartite in action. In what sense? So, the body is actually containing the spirit. And the soul at work in you gives reverence to the body and the spirit. Because the spirit is relevant to the spiritual kingdom. The body is relevant to the fleshy kingdom, if that makes sense. And there's no way these two entities can just oppose until there's a soul in between. The soul entities of the heart and the mind. So, the heart can be physical and the heart can be spiritual. Am I communicating? Without a physical heart, there's no function to your body. And without a heart which is spiritual, there can never be sensitivity in the spirit, if that makes sense, friends. Uh-huh. So God says, if you want to judge life based on carnality, it may shock you that some of the rules applicable will give you essence here and you need it about tomorrow. Meanwhile, the true essence is from the spirit and not from here. So all that we know today is saving. Meanwhile, from where you came from, God didn't say save money because it's save time. The laws applicable to man will tell you that do things today because tomorrow there's no peace for you. And God says, in the realm where you came from yesterday, today tomorrow is one. You hear me, friends? Because a man can save money and on the day of danger in the physical realm, money can save him. Oh, is it clear, friends? So let me teach you that the success you want to have is beyond what a man wants to receive for himself. Man's definition for success is far different from God's definition for success. Have it in mind. If you marry a man and you are living in peace with a man and you have babies with a man, you've never fought with a man and God never gave the man to you, it is not marriage. Because God does not determine marriage based on the peace that both of you have. He determines marriage on the platform of covenant. Because he expects that two of you will come together as God's people to ensure that a legacy will be extended to showcase his faithfulness, not the peace in the house. Peace, pleasure is too small to explain God's faithfulness. So anytime you realize that people do things out of pleasure, out of will, they are descendants of the enemy. They can never be used. A lot of people, the miracles they have today came through God's love and God's mercy for the integrity of his name. And look about yourself. In a short while, you lose that rank in the spirit. Am I teaching here? Huh? A lot of believers are going to experience short-term breakthrough. And in the long run, it will shock them that the same God they called a father they might curse God in his face because they feel that God has left them for so long. Meanwhile, it is the consequence they are bearing for themselves. God is not just responsible for a man's future or like a man's decision. I woke up this afternoon and then God told me that I should write it down. God told me that life looks so short Forgetting it is too long. Did you hear that? Life looks so short. Forgetting it is too long. 
Are you best friends? So God told us in the book of First Peter, chapter two, the verse number nine, that He has made us a holy priest, a holy nation, and He has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. That is the understanding God wants a man to have. Now I'm taking my time to break you to understand this because people don't know that triumphant living is the right of every man who stays in intimacy with the Father. You were a doctor, right? Please come. This one here for me. So our friend here is a doctor. God is good. Now let's face them. Watch this. So in our physical world, we will call this lady a successful person because of her doctorate degree. God is good. Let's be very honest here. Who would not be proud to have a doctor in the family? Just the name doctor. We didn't even have to look at the person's demeanor. Just the name doctor. Praise God. Please, doctor and what, please? Thank you. Now watch this. Are you aware that if this lady should prescribe any medication for you, you won't prove the medicine? Talk to me. Oh, talk to me, friends. Have you ever seen anybody sitting before the doctor and he says, take this medication and you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, unto you I lift up this medicine. Any curse spoken by the doctor will not function Jesus' name. Now, you believe that the doctor has gained through experience enough to know what is right. That is the life of every believer. When you mature in God, you know what is right. You know. So, Apostle Paul says, people don't know that through the stability of the mindset, we can tell God's perfect will and God's good will. So how is it that you are at a point in your life where you are still confused about God's dealing? Is how immature you are in God's dealing. Yes. Oh, are you blessed, friends? Yes. This is a life eternal. A lot of Christians don't know that they are trying to use the life that God can give them as second-hand experience. Did you hear that? Yes. Believers are trying to use the promises that God can provide from the scriptures as second experience. They want to do what benefits them, forgetting that they are a representation of a kingdom. You can never scare the lion away. The lion does not speak English. Does it make sense? But the fierceness of the guy's anger alone will let you go back. God is good. Let a snake appear here. The snake has no hand, he has no leg. He has no teeth. But something about the guy's demeanor will scare you away. I'm telling you. Ah. There is this ambience and understanding that God wants a man to have. That I'm representing God. So my life is no more mine. That's the meaning here. Listen to what King Solomon said. He said, our fathers have sinned and they are no more. And now we are the people who are now bearing with the consequences. Can you imagine? Meaning, when you commit a sin in the place of destiny, aside asking God to forgive you, there's always going to be a consequence on unborn generation. So look at a child who comes and say, my life is cursed because of what somebody did. Because God told me years ago that a man's blood is older than a man's age. This is life. 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 Thank God for the investment. We thank God for that. But you see, the impact of a man's spiritual activity goes beyond physical monuments. No, how did we get here? How, how did we get here? 
So all our prayers are subjected to physical things and mundane things. How did we get here? No. Trust me. The patriots you get to study about them in the Bible are not poor men. But God didn't use their object as a proof of trust until he made covenants with them. Think about it. Praise God. I preached in London last week Thursday. And I told the church in London that many people are here. Sometimes the miracle they are believing God for might not be the miracle that came, but it can be the miracle that God suspended. Because if God knows that what he will give you will take you away from him, he will let you stay in that place to preserve your conviction about himself. Because a man's soul is far precious than a thousand rubies. You don't know what can become part of your life when you fail God's integrity, I'm telling you. Who would have ever believed that Cain would have ever killed his own brother just because the Lord accepted his brother's offering and then neglected his? It wasn't that God killed him or God cursed him just because he wanted to be the first to receive God's recommendation. He said, let me kill this man. Are you aware the death of Abel didn't allow God to accept that of Cain himself? We don't know life. We are Russian, 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 Russian. You see, when I was very young in the prophetic ministry, I used to think that when we pray and prophesy to everybody, everyone must have a testimony. Until God told me that the fulfillment of every prophetic word is dependent on a man's character. God told me the responsibility that I mentioned in ensures of fulfillment of prophecy depends on what you do with your own life. I was shocked. I used to think that when God has spoken, everybody must amount to a godly stage. And God says, no. When I speak, I've only made them know I can do for them. But I ensure that they also get to participate in their own actions through character. So God told me that character is stronger than prophecy. It's in life. Now, when you wake up in the morning, what comes into your head? Ah. Do you know what it means to converge with the spirit? Oh. Wow. Wow. No. <laughs> Church, I have seen the future. I can tell you the only men who understand how God operates can work in that life. Yes. 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 Oh, are you blessed, friends? I haven't begun preaching yet. I want to explain to you triumphant living. I want to get the difference clear here. Watch this. You see, there are rankings in our Christian journey. What did I say? There are rankings in our Christian journey. Now, when you come before the Lord and you want to acknowledge his sovereignty as God over your life and you call yourself a child, understand that. But in the place of destiny, if God calls you a child, is because there's no dominion attached to your name. I'll break it down for you. In the realm of destiny, where God gives people the exclusive power to ensure that they exude the life that is privy to him as God, he gives people the ability to define their value before him. When he calls you a child, it means everything you do about your life is to please yourself and not him.
Or am I teaching here? So, for instance, somebody wants to do an investment. And just because this person feels or thinks that he or she has the power to make it happen, he wakes up or she wakes up and then, pop, she does it. Without asking God anything. Talk to me, friends. Just because the person feels he or she has the resources. And what my father has said, that when people get to that stage in their life or of their life where they can pay, would they still pray? Oh, did you hear that? Oh, praise God. You know, that is very wise. So when he speaks, I try to doctor his words and then make it nuggets for him. So he knows how powerful the thesis is. So people wake up and they just decide anyhow. When you get to that realm where you don't think about God's feeling, you are a child. Whatever he will give you would only be temporal. You will always go back and beg. Some people, eh, they can never have sustainable impact. Their impact is always twatted on time. <laughs> Did you hear that? He will give you one testament today. It will take him 10 years for him to find you again because you see, he knows that there is no honor you would ever have for him as God. Oh, praise God. Friends, do you know the kind of capacity a man needs to sit and say, let me hear God on this matter? Oh. <laughs> do you know how many people that are quick to say, I dare not do anything until God has spoken. Let me hear God first. And to sustain that confidence on the inside to ensure that it has gone. No. Yesterday, I was listening to Pastor Christopher Kilome in my office here. And he said that many people are failing because they try to interpret God from their own understanding. I said, wow. He says, when life comes after you, or the troubles of destiny rushes against you, you must sustain the maturity on the inside to hear God for yourself. Not from how you would think it should be, but from God's perspective. Because that is how God tests people's pride and people's humility. So look at this. Elijah stood in front of the 450 bow prophet and they wanted to heal him as a major prophet. And he said, in this moment, I want to spend time with my father hearing him. He prayed a prayer not for, the, not for them to see how powerful he was, but to see how powerful God is. I'm not saying God was, but how powerful God is. If that makes sense. Now watch this. The Bible says, and God proved him right before all men. A lot of believers, they claim they know God. They serve God for their own personal benefit and gain. Such people, God makes you a child. You can't go anywhere. Please, can I say this, friends? Let the church understand that miracles alone does not justify God's trust. Because God can pour rain from the heavens and he will decide to pour the rain on both the righteous and unrighteous. Oh, you didn't hear me, friends. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God last week, God gave me a child. Keep quiet. Somebody's unholy and the person has 10 children. There's just something about you in the place of God's kingdom that institutes dominion as his own. Somebody say life. I told you last week when I was preaching here that some 
nobody can buy a ticket to Ghana or to Africa for 1,300 euros. Am I right? And then the same flight, they will put a dead person on that flight. And you'll be asked to pay over 9,000 for that person. Oh. I used to think that there was a different flight that was arranged to pick the dead onto I realized that no, it's the same plane. So whilst you are thanking God that God, please grant me grace so I end or get my destination, it's also a dead person who's also resting in peace in that same flight of yours. Hey! There's no way you would ever sit down with a dead man, Abby. You'll be afraid of that. <laughs> in Ghana these days, when somebody dies, what they do is that whatever job the person was doing, they try to make the person act that way or they dress the person that way and the person will stand or sit in a chair. So when you get to the burial ground, you see the person sitting like a pastor. I saw a lady who used to cook food, so they gave her a knife and she was sitting like that, so she looks like <laughs> And somebody said, Kai, the way they're making her hold this knife, when she gets to the, <laughs> to the social world, she'll be tired. She'll be too tired. But God is good. That same flight, oh, you are thanking God. Thank you for giving me early saved delivery. And another person is also at the bottom that is resting in peace. You pay thousand five for a living, you pay nine thousand for a dead. And even the dead can't even see what you do for them. They don't know where they are. But look at how much you spend for a dead person. Look at it. Look at how much you spend for dead people. Just to pay respect for them. When their body would decay after three days. A scientist said after four days, your nails will peel off. You will so smell bad that even the dirtiest animal wouldn't want to feed on the carcass. Ah, I got where this is in Africa. When we put people in the casket, you have to break some part in the casket. Because some people can go at night to go and take the dead and then go inside the casket again. Do you know how much people spend in buying the casket? And you have to break the part of the casket again. Oh, look at the cost involved. And you call this life. Solomon said, vanity upon vanity. He says, everything is vanity. He says, a man will wake up early in the morning, will toil all the days of his life, and then will die leaving everything behind. So if you tell me that life has got to do with enjoyment, I pity your understanding. As a life looks so, so short, Forgetting it is too long, too long. You were called to do one thing, to execute whatever he wants you to do. You don't have a will of your own. If you want to decide when God is speaking, he will leave you behind. As simple as that. What has God said? What has God said? What is God wanting me to do? You see, it is the voice of God you hear about yourself that gives you inner confidence. It gives you inner tenacity. I'm telling you, friends. Oh, yeah. You will never see any righteous man fret in the face of trouble because they hear God. The reason why people are not malleable enough to have that respect from people's resource is because for some reasons, they just can't understand why somebody is succeeding and they are failing. 
Are you aware the African man has been probed with anger on the inside that they attack you first before they receive you? Oh, you don't know? Oh, don't, don't you know? When Mimi's video went viral concerning Agones or mine, people don't want to understand what they are doing. Just because they were taught to believe that prayer is not done this way, automatically it's wrong. And the first thing they do is insult. Oh, did you hear that? I was there when I saw one comedy video post Mimi's video, and then I saw people commenting on it. Useless people. Yeah, they are funny ways. And some says drunkards. These are we smokers. And I saw the same comedy video post people were in the club, and someone says, "Enjoy my life, my one." I know. I'm not teaching offense. So God says, in order for us to exploit life, God says, understand faith. Number two, like I said. There's no way that a man is ever permitted to have that triumphant life until you understand covenant. Somebody say covenant. Why, oh, you blessed friends? Yes. I have to take time out to give you all this background checkups so you understand because covenant is a very deep thing. Now, before I read the scriptures, somebody's asking, what is covenant? Write it for me. To give you a very simple definition, covenant simply means agreement with a deity. If God says, I've entered into a covenant with you, it means I've agreed to work with a deity. Agreement with what? A deity. A deity. Agreement. The Bible says, can two people work together unless they agree? So if God says, I have a covenant with Brother Chris, he has a covenant with Brother Patrick, it means God says, I have fully agreed to work with this person. That is simple as that. That's the simplest definition for covenant. Well, maybe after um, Friday, Sunday, I'll, I'll still be teaching covenant and I'll give you more deeper musical than covenant. But for now, it's the simplest definition anybody can give you an agreement with the spirit. Now watch me. There is nothing that God will ever do on earth without God not first agreeing with a man. Not because God is incapacitated without a man. The issue is, the Lord has given the earth as a man's dominion. The jurisdiction has been given unto mankind. And because God has exalted his own law above his own identity, he ensures that he does what he says. Am I teaching you? Uh-huh. So watch me. God wants to bring about life on the earth. But since he has made the face of the earth that of a man, he has to consult a man that meet his requirement so he can trust the man whatever he intends to do. As simple as that. Oh, God is good. Look at me. Are you aware that in this faith life of ours, whatever a man is praying to God for can be easily given to the person if the person praying to God understands the pathway of covenant? Oh, I bless friends. Watch me. I want you to know that every miracle a man is believing God for can easily be given when you pray those prayers out of covenant. There are two forms of prayer points. There's a prayer a man can pray because of what life is teaching you. And there's a prayer a man can pray based on the covenant enacted with the Father. When people pray out of covenant, you realize that they are never at a loss in the place of prayer. Because everything they tell God in the place of prayer is what God mandates them to pray about. 
Because in covenant, a man is being made perfect like God himself. Genesis 17, verse 1. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, to be a sanctuary my God. Pure and holy, holy. we sing, say, tried, tried and true. true. We sing, we thank I'll be saved. I'll, I'll be early. Sanctuary says, Sanctuary for you, see, for, for you. Yes. Genesis 17, verse 1. Yes. When Abram was 99 years old, uh-huh. God showed up and said to him, uh-huh. I am the strong God. Uh-huh. Live entirely before me, uh-huh. live to the hilt. I'll make a covenant between us. Uh-huh. I'll give you a huge family. Uh-huh. Overwhelmed, Abraham fell flat on his face. Mm-hmm. Then God said to him, mm-hmm. this is my covenant with you. Mm-hmm. You'll be the father of many nations. Uh-huh. Your name will no longer be Abram, my God. but Abraham. Go on. Meaning that I'll make you the father of many nations. My God. I'll make you a father of fathers. Uh-huh. I'll make nations from you. Uh-huh. Kings will issue from you. Go on. I'm establishing my covenant between me and you. My God. A covenant that includes your descendants. Uh-huh. A covenant that goes on and on and on. Yes. A covenant that commits me to be your God yes. and the God of your descendants. Go on. And I'm giving you and your descendants this land uh-huh. where you are now just camping. Uh-huh. This whole country of Canaan uh-huh. to own forever. My God. And I'll be their God. My God. God continued to Abraham uh-huh. and said, I said, I said, you will honor my covenant. You will honor my covenant. You and your descendants. You and your descendants. Generation after generation. Uh-huh. This is the covenant yes. that you are to honor. Yes. The covenant that pulls in all your descendants. Uh-huh. Circumcise every male. Circumcise every male. Circumcised by cutting off the foreskin of the penis. Uh-huh. It will be the sign of the covenant between us. Stand there. Listen to what God is telling Abraham here. He said, I want to make you the father of all nations. I want to ensure that the nations will come out from you. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And he said, until there is a part you play, if not, that which I want to do with you, for you, and through you, come for an expression. I want you to know that there is no importance to your existence as God's child until there is a firm establishment of divine covenant. I want you to know that nothing makes men matter to God unlike covenant. Watch me. Whenever we talk about covenant, it's about God creating an avenue for you alone. Whereby once you call on to him, whatever he extends is that, you will become the light of his intent. What am I teaching here? I want you to know that not everybody who works in God or who works as a Christian has a covenant with the Father. No. You may not even understand the thing God wants you to do until God probes into your existence and teaches you the need of covenant. Yes. Because covenant is sacred. It is meant for people that God can trust eternally. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> you see, there are many people that they waver like the wind on the sea. Just because of what they really want from the Lord. 
And you see, if God can't trust what a man can do in his future, there will be no need for God to extend the covenant with you. Because you see, the very life you would have as, as a believer through covenant is the life of God. Only few are permitted to share bread with their father. Oh, am I communicating friends? Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Whatever God says, he has a covenant with you. He simply means that that which he desires for himself as God, he will use you to accomplish that. So you realize that it was God's decision and God's desire that he will rule eternally over the land of Israel. He wants to be king over the people. And he realizes that it is only Abraham that would stand in that order to ensure that his household serves God forever. So God says, if you can do this for me, I'll give you power over the land. If you can't do it, I can't work with you again. Are you blessed? Let me teach you deeper things, friends. It is not every believer in church or in Christ that has a sacred covenant with the Father. Watch me. I want you to know that everybody who believes in what Christ has done for them, automatically, the speaking blood on God's altar redeems you from sin. True of us. That covenant is privileged unto everybody. But the covenant that pertains destiny is meant for sacred men. These are deep things, friends. <laughs> it will shock you that there are many things a man is believing God for that he may never get to realize that it can happen in reality until he finds out the covenant back when we are not. Because see, when there's covenant, there's perfection. Oh God. Oh, I bless friends. Chris, come. So you stand here and stand here. You stand here. They're very deep things here. Watch this. So, our brother here is a Christian. Our brother here is also a Christian. But it may shock you that when he prays to God, it is easier and quicker for the guy to hear God's voice and to see God's manifestation. And he may pray to God and he may take God time for God to trust this man. And you ask, why has God been partial? God is never partial. Because when it's got to do with God answering people's prayer point, he has to check which of the things a man is believing God for meet his will as God, not your own will. He may be praying for money but the intention behind the money is that he wants to have money for himself. He may be praying for money, but the intention behind the money is that whenever the kingdom of God needs support, he'll be there to do it. And he can go as far as going empty for the kingdom to be exalted. He will be listening to than this person. Because every human being that lives on earth is a representation of a spirit. So just as the way you walk on this earth, thinking nobody sees you, there's a witness of a spirit up there in heaven that can check a man's credibility in the spirit and say, nah, we can use this person to fight God's kingdom. 
Am I teaching you? I'm giving you deep things, friends. So in his heart, he can support the kingdom. But he will always be rigid. So watch me. People can work hard. And they can never have money. They see money enter the accounts. But there's nothing griefing about their money. Do you know why? Because God knows how rigid they are in the kingdom. You will till the ground and there will be no resource for you. Do you know Peter? He stood and was trying to look for fish the whole night. There was no fish from the sea. And God says, I need you to throw the net on the side. When he casted the net on the other side, fishes responded. All because a man of covenant spoke. So God will say, I want to enter agreement with you. And agreement is, whatever I tell you to do this, don't say no to my commandment. If you can be uncompromised in that life of yours, I'll give the land of Belgium to you. Now, you see the man doing nothing, yet every good thing in the land belongs to him. And you ask why? Just because he has understood that he doesn't live for himself, but he lives for God. Why bless friends? Clap your hands, church. Now, this man here may try to envy this young man here. That we live in Belgium together. Why is it that things are going well for you and things are bad for me? And this man here may try to even adopt some of this man's strategy just to apply to his own values and life. And things will be hard for him. The issue is find out the covenantal work behind what he does. Because once you are able to station yourself to that covenant, God remains your priority. He can't fail you. Because he knows that whatever he gives you will give him honor as God. You see, certain people give testimonies and you are broken to give God thanks. That act of brokenness is an act of repentance unto God. God has won a soul. He says, Rabbi, this man can see. Why is it that a man cannot see? Is he, is he, is he paying for the consequences of his father's mistake and he says no just because the glory of God must be seen through him so he was positioned at that time for Christ to pass by so when he gets healed souls will believe in God for that you live unto his kingdom say I am God's glory so the sacred covenant is that once you base his part God is there to fulfill his promise so years ago a wise man called Oedipo Said so he knew that he can't extend the gospel around the globe until God gives him finances. And he asked God that God, what do I do to have financial impact? And God told him three things about investment, which is about his spiritual work with God. And he says, for 42 years, he has never changed a pattern. He's building a church as big as a stadium called the Ark of God's Covenant. And he says there are only six members in the church who are funding our project. Six. In Africa, when people are complaining of economical recession, six people. And it's like Israel, those who are living in Egypt, they live in a place called Goshen. There was supply in that land when there was scarcity in the whole land. Not everybody they suffer. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? I was listening to Dr. Poenenche when he said that an usher in his church paid his flight 
from Nigeria to UK. It wasn't normal first-class flight. It was a private jet. Because his meeting was ending on a Saturday and he had to come back Saturday evening to preach to church members on Sunday. Because God has told him never to miss a Sunday service. He does close to five services or two services on Sunday. So when they checked the private jet cost, it was 80,000 pounds. Did you hear that? To fly from Nigeria to London. He had to wait for him at, at the place. He waited and still, after preaching, he had to sit back in the jet and then go back again. So people were asking, who among the usher paid the amount of money? Because if somebody has over 80,000 pounds, now a carnal man will say, nonsense, nonsense. Why spend such amount of money for a pastor? God, what do you mean? God forbid. God, God, it's not the gospel. Yeah, that's how stupid you are. I'll show you why. You don't know that territorially there are spirit that rule a country. And when God gets to find trust in men, he uncovers them a power that just their presence can destroy yokes. Christ was on the sea when there was a storm on the sea. And the Bible said, at the edge of the sea, there was a man that was mad. He was the gatekeeper over Gadara. The Bible says the spirit will make the madman cut himself, put himself in fire. The people thought he was sick. Meanwhile, the demon was using the body to destroy the body and at the same time destroy the territory. When they saw Christ come, he says, have you come here to kill him before time? They sent the power over that sea. They could tell that if this man comes into town, territorially things can change. I told you go and watch the confession of the man who said that when Maurice Cerello was coming to Uganda, the devil called him and said, oh yeah, leave town right now. Because when the man comes to town, the fire he will live in the country is so tough that after 21 days, if you come back, you will die. So stay outside. Meanwhile, when Maurice Cerello stands behind the pulpit to preach, he will preach about Jesus is coming again, repent. It's so simple. He always said that there were some pastors in Uganda that when they preach, they ought to go and take the man's recording to listen to the man's preaching. Because he talks in three days, it still echoes in hell. Ah, a man's impact goes beyond time. So if God knows that whatever you are subjected to will not help him live his own life as God upon the earth, he can bless you. Thank you and God bless you for listening to Wisdom Moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodger. Don't forget to share with us how this message has been a blessing to you and your family on plus 324-9209-0454 or email us at office at benjaminfodger.org. Follow Prophet Benjamin on Facebook, YouTube, podcast at Prophet Benjamin Fodger. On Instagram is Benjamin underscore Fodger. Twitter is Senior Benjamin Fodger. And on website is www.benjaminfodjo.org Raise the moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodjo The vision, the mission, the passion.